Welcome into the Shop Management Show presented by AutoLeap. I'm your host, Will. This podcast will explore the experiences, challenges, and lessons learned of auto repair shop owners. We'll cover every topic imaginable from EVs to ADOS, right to repair, the technician shortage, and so much more. AutoLeap is a cloud-based shop management software that allows shop owners to better run their business, increase efficiency, and grow revenue. You can find a link to schedule a free demo with AutoLeap in the show notes of this episode. Please like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Continuous staff training, I think, is super important, especially, you know, as we're discussing all of these rapidly evolving technological advances in the industry, how necessary is that continuous staff training? And what would be kind of your recommendations from a shop owner's perspective of how they can build up a solid, reliable process for that? So have you ever seen, I think it's done by Google, the rate of technological change, even even over the past year, things have changed. And if you think that your technician can know what they're doing without support and without external input, you're sadly mistaken. Because it, you know maybe maybe you, you you got through last year okay without without having a safety support line, um, but it's gonna catch you, and it's gonna catch you, and it's gonna be really expensive, okay. And yet, if we allow our technicians to do their job, have great training, have proper support, great equipment in a in a wonderful place to work that pays them properly. Boy, you get you get continuity of your staff, you know, and your culture changes, and um, you deal with customers that appreciate your service, you know, as opposed to ones that are angry at you all the time. That's a great point, and I completely agree. I think you need to have a really thoughtful approach for this, and you need to be investing the proper resources into into this to ensure you do a good job. With this rapidly evolving landscape, not just the roles of you know techs and shop owners and their businesses will change, but customers' expectations for their vehicles may evolve. How can shop owners anticipate those evolving needs, identify when they are evolving, and then tailor their service to ensure that their customers remain happy good question you know um i wonder if i i wonder if i'm gonna i'm gonna touch a little political for just a moment but there's a line of thinking that there's a a a political divide between evs and ice and the old uh, fossil fuel industry um and i see a lot of shop owners being angry towards evs and they they are when the customer asks them about EVs, the um, the customer seems to unleash the shop owners so that they can get on a soapbox and go on. Well, here's the reality. Whether you think things are gonna change or not, they are, okay? And if you look at the investments being made by car companies in the new upcoming industry, it's gonna come. Whether you're angry about it or not, it's going to come. And there's a lot of customers that are seeking advice on this. And if you give that blast to the customer and you almost come out angry by saying it and saying, this will never happen, and it does, what do you look like? The customer is going to say, look, that was pretty uncomfortable for me to hear that. And he was pointing at me. Um, Maybe it's time that I find somewhere else. This is technology. There's no political right or wrong to this technology. And there's no political agenda 
going on. This is this is change in technology that we've had since the horse-drawn carriage, you know, and and things are changing in our industry. Um, take the emotion out of it. Um, buy a car, electric vehicle. So I've had my electric vehicle for six months now. I've saved two thousand dollars by not having to fill up with gas. I have a second ice engine vehicle, and I had to fill that up last week. And I put $81 worth of gas in it. And it didn't feel overly comfortable putting $81 when I don't have to do this. When I can charge at home and I can leave in the morning and I'm always full of charge. Um, this is technology. That's all it is. Okay. Take the emotion out of it and get ready to move with the technology. Because we, we in the aftermarket, the automotive aftermarket repair industry are masters at being able to understand technology. We are one of the uh, most special industries. So you had to you had to learn te new technology when we had uh, OBD2. You had to learn that and everybody thought it would uh, put us into a, into bankruptcy. It didn't. We made more money with OBD2. And the technician of today says, oh, I couldn't live without OBD2. I don't ever want to go back. So this is what we're dealing with. Be be willing to move with this. And if I may, I, I'd like to talk about um, some some ways we could move and be able to capture more of the business. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear more about that. Sure. So the one the one area that I think is is ripe for um, uh, innovation and, and helping us to get into our shops is glass. I think there's a tremendous opportunity to put glass into a lot of our shops and uh, be the location so that to, to have glass on site with our shops and to have glass um, mobile so that we can be doing that. And then that allows us to open up into ADAS and to be able to do that uh, type of uh, work also. Um, I think ADAS is hard to um, justify if we don't have the extra of add-on to glass or a connection to a collision facility. But um, I think uh, ADAS has a big potential along with glass. I think what you know what you were just talking about. There's a lot of parallels going on right now with AI and people's reaction and hesitancy to that. Um, I think the larger point remains that you know modern customers who drive modern vehicles they expect you know, a modern approach from the shop. If you as a customer notice that a shop owner isn't responding well to your questions about new technology and very a lot of pushback, you may question their ability to service a modern vehicle, even if it is an, e an EV that you're driving at the time. So I think having that that open conversation and that willingness to learn and adapt to technology to your point, I think is so critical for auto repair businesses. Yeah. One of the things way back when, and I'm going to tell you a story from the early 2000s, I made a decision in my business to um, switch from being a tire focus shop into a German repair shop and, and specializing in German repair uh, vehicles. So our German manufactured vehicles. So one of the things I did for my staff is I told them that every one of my staff could have a one-time grant of $1,000 from me. So they could each access that $1,000 and here what, here's what they had to do to, to get it. They had to go buy a German vehicle. Okay. And I preferred it to be Mercedes, uh, Audi, or BMW. And as opposed to Volkswagen, because Volkswagen is, is very mainstream. And 
so that that did a couple of things. Number one, and and I did not want them buying new. Okay, I wanted them to be buying an older vehicle, and it could have been that they bought a two or three thousand dollar vehicle and they got a thousand dollars back out of it. But number one, we saw the vehicles on the lot. Number two, they had to work on the vehicle themselves. They had to fix their own vehicle. And number three, they had to enjoy driving the vehicle. That they would they'd see this vehicle and they start to enjoy driving it. Then they could communicate. So let's say say they had a a ten year old three series BMW. They got to understand what why the customer buys that vehicle. You start to understand the the nature of that vehicle. And so then when you're talking to a customer who's got a brand new five series, then you could share the excitement of what they have with their brand new five series and what they're enjoying with that vehicle and speak with some level of excitement and authority over what that customer was doing and say, you know, I really enjoy my BMW. How are you enjoying this one? And it, it allowed for a communication between customers. I think that same thing needs to happen as we move forward into EVs. That's a great story. I think that really illuminates this point. And I know if I was from a customer's perspective, maybe I was looking to, you know, sell my my vehicle and move to an EV. And maybe I maybe I bring my regular vehicle into your shop and I notice that you guys have Tesla's on the lot and you're you're talking about it, you're engaging about it. I go, oh, you know, this will be great. Once I get my EV, I can continue to come here. I really trust these guys. So that type of reaction and that type of dynamic, I think, uh, is really important for shops moving forward into the future. Yeah, we we as shop owners hold a special part in customers' lives. Um, you won't if you're if you're just a, an in and out repair shop and don't have loyalty. But the shops that have loyalty. They deal with people for generations and people grow to depend on them and they're part of the community. And, you know, it's a very special thing. So the, as you say, that customer that that's always um, had a nice vehicle and, you know, they're thinking maybe maybe it's time to do this and they can come and ask their opinion. They can get the good and the bad of this. OK, um, they, they they get the lowdown. And let's let's be real clear. Um, no. And EVs don't have everything over ice. They don't, okay? There's advantages to ice vehicles and there's disadvantages to EVs. One of the things by buying a vehicle, I started to understand those and I could speak intelligently about it. You know, I've had lots of frustrations with it. Um, you know, the first time I went to charge at a non-Tesla charger, it didn't work, okay? And I barely had enough charge to get to the Tesla charger. That's that's tough. But if we can talk about these and not demonize them and just say, this was the challenge that I found and I here's my workaround. Follow-up question on this point. So EVs, preparing your shop for them, preparing your shop for you know ADOS, advancing technology, along with the training, it will obviously cost a considerable amount and it will take a financial investment. What financial strategies should shop owners have in mind now to prepare for those investments, whether they are coming up soon or you know somewhat down the line? What, what kind of strategies would you recommend now? Mm, good question. So what comes to mind first? Let, I'm going to answer your question, but I'm going to answer it in a kind of a roundabout way. Um, let's talk about renovating your shop first. Um, and I know that I went through, I spent, uh, 
in one renovation, I think I spent $150,000 in renovating my shop and renovating the look of it. And we always say, you know, how can we ever get that money back? Well, with a proper strategy around and, and probably coaching, um, when you have a shop that has a brand new look to it, customers flock to you. And they they love doing it and allows you to raise prices. It allows you to increase your margins. And that's why I say, um, get ready with a, with a coach. But it also creates excitement within your staff, okay? And excitement in your staff almost always converts into profitability. And, and if your staff is excited about their new technology, I, I think you have to do the due diligence to understand, you know, what, what equipment you need. And I don't know if I recommend ADAS unless you have glass or, or you're going to be doing it for a collision center. Um, I have, I have questions about whether that's the right way to go. Um, but make sure that you're doing the proper due diligence. And that's where a performance group, if you're part of a group, you know, there's lots of groups out there these days. And then you can start to have a group where somebody else in the business has done it and maybe you share that service with them or you um, are able to get some input whether that's been profitable for them great pieces of advice there another question related to new technology how can shop owners stay informed and compliant about regulations related to technology and then also maybe any other industry updates so that's a really good question and i think that the bigger point to that is how can you be ready for that vehicle coming in? Uh, yeah, you have to be ready with the industry understanding and the uh, regulations. And I think that's where a trade organization comes in. Okay. That's where trainers come in to help you so that you're ready for it. Um, that's where uh, performance groups come in so that you're sharing that information and that you're part of national organizations that, um, that so you're getting that information shared. Um, organizations like AutoLeap will, will help you. You guys, that's what you're doing here right now to be able to talk about this. And, you know, are you listening to the, the people out there that are talking about it? And um, I think you should commit time on your podcast uh, schedule, okay, to be listening to what's happening in the automotive industry. There's a, a bunch of people, that, you know, AutoLeap is one of them, that speak to the industry and, and help bring these things to light. If you're listening to it, you're going to have your, your mind uh, jogged and say, okay, this is a priority for me. Appreciate the shout out about Autoleaf. You know, the power of finding that trade association, like you mentioned, maybe having a Slack channel or some type of forum that you can regularly bounce questions off each other, you know, check in if you have confusion or clarification about a new regulation, see what other shop owners are saying. Finding that community, I think, can be so beneficial and ensure you're staying compliant, but then ensure you're continuing to educate yourself and grow as well. One of the things that I do for a living is I run performance groups now. So um, the members of the performance group, um, they take one day a month and they work on their business rather than in their business. And there's a ton of coaches out there that are doing this right now. And they may be doing it virtually. They may be doing it in person, but join a performance group. It's probably the biggest thing you can do to help your business. And you get access to a coach. Um, and the money that you pay for that that service, you'll make back tenfold, minimum. 
That's great to hear. Wrapping up here from the perspective of a shop owner who may feel uncomfortable about these trends we're discussing, may feel there's some uncertainty in the future of the industry. How do you recommend that those shop owners remain both adaptable and resilient to that uncertainty as the industry evolves and these market shifts occur? You know, that's that's a really good point. Um, there's a whole uh, demographic in the auto repair industry of people that are above 60, 65 that are in the industry and they don't they don't feel comfortable what, where it's going. They don't think they're ready for the technology. Um, they maybe haven't kept up with technology. Um, they may feel that they bought themselves a job and they don't see a route to get out. And, you know, I thoroughly empathize with with that. Um, and, you know, this is one of the things that we do in performance groups is we talk about succession. Um, if you're in that case, reach out. Okay, there's there's help out there. Um, you know who you are and you know your heart for helping people as a repair shop owner. There's a group of coaches out there that is also on the same point that you may think, oh, they don't want to talk to me. You know, I'm just in a bad way and I need, just need help. They're there to help. And, you know, whether it's one of the big organizations, you'll be blown away by how compassionate um that you'll find these people are, reach out, um, get help in moving forward. And there's lots of young guys that would like to come in and would like to be the next generation of your business. And those coaches will help those young people to come in. That's a great point to close this conversation on. I really appreciate you sharing your perspective on these important topics, Alan. Tell us a little bit about Beach Consulting and where our listeners can find you. Sure. So, um, Beach Consulting um, is B-E-E-C-H, consulting.ca. Uh, yes, I'm Canadian, um, but don't hold that against me. Uh, I'll help you, and I'll, I'll help you in any way I can. Um, I run a number of services. I run, uh, I run performance groups, and I run them virtually and in person uh, for corporations and for independent repair shops. I help them do that. And then I also teach advisor training. Uh, which is absolutely fundamental. One of the things we do, we have a level one class that we um, uh, is the entry to us, and it's for seasoned advisors, seasoned shop owners. I had a guy that was in 40 years in the business came into my class um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it, it was wonderful to have him in. And uh, we help shop owners with that transition, help to think about how to uh, how to reform your business. If your business is based on price right now, how to turn it so it's based on service. And so that's an awful lot nicer place to be at. And uh, that's what I do as I help shop owners with that. I'm a retired shop owner. I sold my shop in 2016, um, owned it for 16 years. And before that, I worked for one of the big corporations running their corporate stores. Thanks once again, Alan, for joining us. And we will be back next week with the next episode of the Shop Management Show presented by AutoLeap.